Blog Talk Radio. Come back home to Africa. Come back home 
Again, with the Divine Prince, Pan-African spiritualist, practitioner, author, and advisor, Elagun Oye, Hudu Obea Bokor, sharing with you in all things spiritual, mystical, metaphysical, cosmic, evolutionary, revolutionary, healing, and holistic from a Pan-African Hudu world spiritualist perspective. Understanding that all is truly and indeed a blessing. If you can just see beyond the veils, for it is all just an illusion and a test and one of the greatest divine mysteries of this life cycle. This is indeed my constant prayer, my mantra, my affirmation and reverberation. It is my reiteration and it is my ever living reality. All is a blessing. It's crucial to the very foundation of my inner standing, my teaching, my walk, my work, my demonstration along this divine, all-blessed life path and journey. All is a blessing is how I, the divine prince, make sense out of all that we are challenged with here in our daily existence on this Mother Father Earth. And it is my personal place of power and understanding. It is the place from where I begin and realize and crystallize all my endeavors, understanding that I and I alone create and co-create my divine destiny, and I and I alone create and co-create my divine all-blessed reality. And so it is. Ashe. Greetings, beloved, this Wednesday, May 5th. It's Cinco de Mayo somewhere this 2021, and I am emanating and vibrating with you and for you now live, virtually, verbally, cosmically, quantum universally, from this working temple of the House of the Divine Prince, High Potions, Hoodoo Central, um, Hoodoo Central LLC, and this legendary, historic, beautiful, and most enchanted city in America, New Orleans, Louisiana. And of course, I have my very, very special co-host with me as well. First, I want to introduce my cousin, Oloye Ifawole Oladeji from the Ifantande. I would like to introduce uh, our beloved Iya Otan Ifatamiwa. Thank you so much, beloved, for joining us again. And, of course, I would like to reintroduce our, our newest co-host, Oluwo Ifayinka Ajegun Male. Greetings and salutations to you as well. Greetings, greetings. This should be a great, great show on both sides of the water. I think we, we really need a, a deeper understanding of what Ajay is. Uh, I think we cannot even discuss Ajay without also covering to some degree Iyami and, and what witches are and are not, particularly within our culture. 
there's a great audience of people who listen to us but don't necessarily participate. And we really want to speak to that community today. And I'm talking about my community of psychics and readers and and and, and healers and, and black witches and, and the et cetera. I think they really need to hear the truth and authenticity about what IJ is, what Iyami is, and, and what witches are and are not in our culture. Of course, I'm going to speak to voodoo, and of course, my, my Baba Owls will speak to Ifa, and Abtun will, of course, bring that Iya energy in, always bringing the goddess and the mother to sort of bring balance to our discussion on today, our, our topic. Now, before I begin, I want to tell a a brief story, and it might be interesting to you to hear my perspective. I'm going to start by talking about a quarrel between Sagbata and Sokpo, Sagbata and Sokpo. Now, we know in Haitian voodoo and Louisiana voodoo, we honor Sokpo and Bade as the two brothers of lightning and wind, sudden change and transformation. And so I want to share a fond story about Sagbata and Sagbo. And I think it plays right into our topic of Ajay. What is the nature of Ajay? This myth originated from the Fon people in Benin, Africa. Benin is a West African country bordered by Nigeria, Togo, Burkina Faso, and Niger. The official language of Benin is French, but indigenous languages like Fon and Yoruba are still spoken. In the 1600s, they were known for their skill in battle. Now, just a quick sidebar. The very first arrival of enslaved Africans that showed up in Louisiana that were forced into into slavery in Louisiana came from this region, came from this specific region. And it is why we still acknowledge Sokpo and Bade in Louisiana voodoo practice, culture, and tradition. The neighbors of the Fon people are the Yoruba, and these two indigenous groups fought and came into contact often, so much so they developed similar cultural nuances. Both believed in the forces of nature and were controlled by individual gods. Uh, Of course, they both believed in a divine being, a a creator god above all things. And then Sogbo, uh, being the youngest son and ruler of the upper Calabash, the sky, the the youngest son of Mawo, Lisa, the mother, father, creator god of the Fon. And Sagbata, Mawo's eldest son, ruler of the lower Calabash or the earth. Now, you're going to hear me also mention Watutu and sky beings, messengers from the gods. In this West African myth, Mawo's two sons, Sangbata and Sagbo, were supposed to rule together, but could not because of their clashing personalities. Their constant fights were such a problem that Sagbata opted to leave his home in the sky and live on the earth, but only if he could take his mother's wealth. Sagbata was guaranteed their mother's inheritance as he was the eldest son. Mawo disagreed 
and stated that Sagbata and Sokbo must rule as a whole, fit together like a closed gourd called the Calabash. Sagbata was to rule the earth, known as the lower Calabash, and Sokbo was to rule the sky, known as the upper Calabash. As Sokbo lived in the sky with his mother and other gods, he began to earn their trust, and the power went to his head. To mock his brother's foolish decisions, Sogbo stopped all rain on earth, causing a three-year drought. Sagbata was unsure what to do when all of a sudden two sky beings came down with the seeds of prophecy. And these seeds were able to help answer important questions by studying the way they fell when tossed or when pounded. The seeds suggested that Sagbata summoned Sogbo's bird messenger, Watutu. Sagbata offered to let his younger brother be ruler of both worlds in order to save the people and the land from drought. Sogbo accepted the offer only after teaching his older brother of his ignorance. Suddenly, thunder and lightning ripped through the sky, and it rained, and it rained. The offer was accepted. And for his duties, Watutu became a sacred bird. The brothers remained friends, and it rains every year, allowing the lands and the people to be fertile. The moral of this myth has a lot to do with how power should be divided among people instead of one person being in charge of everything. When one person has such power, a lot of things can go awry. Also, compromise when necessary, even if it means giving up those things that are most important to us to do so. I also want to acknowledge that uh, I believe it's the rainy season uh, where uh, our beloved Oluwo is right now, and it's cutting up here in Louisiana. We've been dealing with uh, thunderstorms and and lightning and wind and rain uh, for almost the, uh, the last 24 hours. Uh, I just want to make the, a note of that. <laughs> So I welcome all of my co-hosts, greetings and salutations to each and every one of you. Um, our topic today is IJ and the nature of IJ. And again, I don't think we'll be able to cover that in its fullness without talking a little bit about Iyami and, and witches and the nature of witches within our various diverse cultural paths and traditions today. So if we can, we're going to start with Oluwa. Ifayinka first. Greetings, beloved Aboru Aboye. Greetings to everybody today. I pray that the Son of Lord Mary will make our house sweet like honey, we make our life fruitful, and everything we touch will turn to good. Uh, firstly, I'm thanking the Lord Mary for this opportunity he has given to us for us to meet again because yeah. he's the owner and the giver of life. What is Ajay? Ajay is a female Orisha. A female Orisha and Ajay is the wife of Onomila according to the history of Ifa. Ajay is an Orisha that stands for prosperity and wealth. 
prosperity and wealth. She's the clean goddess. Adi is the clean goddess. And Adi eats eggs, banana, honey, and so on and so forth. You know, the power Adi has is very good because it is no more wide that without Adi, you cannot do anything. This has made us know that women in our society, the women in our society, has a great value because a day is a woman and she is a woman alive and being in his life is one of the things that making a great twist. So, a day, a woman, he shows us that women in our society are one of the greatest values that are taking care of. We have to appreciate them, we have to show them love, we have to. We have to take care of them. You know, we have to carry them with great value and great expectation. Ajay is an ambition that doesn't take definite. As a spiritualist, as a traditionalist, we have to be always clean. We have to keep, keep a clean space. We have to live a clean life. Not about physically, but spiritually. You have to have a clean heart towards your other brother, you have to have to clean hands. You don't do bad things in, in secret. I expect that the Risha is going to be in support of you. If no one saying you bring bad, your Risha definitely see you bring bad. Your Risha are not in support of bad. So it shows us that being an Risha practitioner, we have to be clean both in our hearts, that is spiritually and physically. And also, Ajay as an Isha is a top thought that gentility should be among queens. You cannot be a queen and behave like a child. You cannot be a queen and do bad things. You cannot be a queen and do that same thing because it doesn't go well with it. I'll be supporting my thing with Elifa Vaz that talks about Ajay. Onisha is Bobby Brown, Bobby Singer. Back in the days when Ajay was alive, she was a human being like us. And she was making consultations. She wants to leave her house and go in search of her husband. And then she went to consult. And when she consulted, the priest tell her to leave the house and travel to a town called Ilifun. Now when she gets here, she will meet her husband and she will be appreciated as the big priestess. Then she makes sacrifice and leaves her house. When she left the house, when she gets to Ilifun town, they told her the first person that she will see is going to be her husband. When she gets to that town, she meets Onumila first. And upon sighting Onumila, she was like, oh, this person, Onumila was not rich then. He doesn't have money. He doesn't have all the good things to marry a wife. You see, this story is even teaching us that if you have wealth, if you have prosperity, you should not use it to oppress others. You should use it in uplifting others. You should use it in changing lives. You are not rich with 
the amount you have in your pocket, but it's the life you have touched. Many people think being rich is having enough money, but you might have enough money and not use it well. And a person with just small money might be using it well more than you. When Ajay got to that town and she saw Mumila, she was like, oh, he's a farmer and he's a priest that doesn't have money. But she didn't mind. She said, oh, Mumila, you have to take me to your house now. I consulted before I passed the first person I was still going to give my husband. And Mumila took her to the house and they started living happily ever after. Since Ajay came into Mumila's life, Mumila started doing well. And they were both dancing and rejoicing. Do you have something to share for us today, a blessing, and, and then share your uh, knowledge and, and awareness of what Ajay is? Thank you again, Peace uh, Divine Prince. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here, and I want to firstly um, acknowledge and your consistency with us. We know you got a lot on your plate as well. So we appreciate when you're here. Um, thank you so much. For you. Yes. And now my cousin, Oloye Ifawole. Good morning, Abishisei, to everybody. I hope everybody's having a blessed day. And I'm grateful to see everybody here, have everybody here. Um, you know, if we're talking about Ajay in terms of the one of finances and blessing, financial blessing, then in our lineage, in my lineage, uh, my lineage uh, encompasses Ajay as the daughter to Yeye Oloku. And it is said that uh, Ajay
Jay, from that perspective, from the uh, goddess of, of, of uh, the financial blessings, uh, that particular aspect of Ajay is, again, daughter to, to Olukun, and in some verses it says that we should also be going to Ajay before we go to uh, Baba Umira and Ifa for uh, daily worship. So when we're dealing with the Orisha of, of Ajay and financial blessings, that Orisha manifests in a variety of different facets, a variety of different ways. Yes, it deals with finances. Uh, as Alu was talking about, it's how we deal with our finances. And as such, it's also how we deal with opportunities to ascertain finances. So we can go to Ajay and we can be talking and asking Ajay about blessings of finances, but we also have to have doors and corridors for it to manifest. So what are you willing to do to bring the Ajay? Do you have business? If you have a business, what are the sacrifices that you're willing to make in your business to bring the Ajay to you? Do you have a job where you're hoping for promotion, for a raise, and all of that? What position are you in that you are trying to manifest that? So Ajay is not just about uh, actually bringing. It's about the development of opportunity in order to bring the financial blessings to you. Now, on the other end, if you're talking about Ajay as the proponent uh, to the Iyami, that's a little different, right? Because there's two ways of saying Ajay. There's the Ajay that deals with finances, and there's the Ajay that deals primarily as the divine mothers, uh, Iyami Asaronga, right? And in that, we have to be very, very mindful and careful about speaking about, of that if we're not... Um, spiritually um, in alignment to speak about it. So I have to be very careful in speaking about Iyamiya Saronga. I don't have the spiritual authority to be speaking very deeply about that. But we do know them as the Divine Mothers. We do know that as when we complete our uh, rituals many times, we must give something to the Iyami. We do know Iyami, we do not want to be on the bad side of Iyami because they can cause havoc and trials and tribulations. We do know as men, we have to deal with our relationship with females in a very appropriate way. We do not want the wrath of Iyami because we're not treating the females, the divine feminine, in an appropriate way. We do know if we want to go back and we want to talk about that and as an example, we can give the example of Oshun. And I believe either I've given it or Aluro's given it. When Oshun is talking about um, it, 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 the, the story of when the, the Arumile had come down to earth. And when they came down to earth, they, it was primarily men, and you had uh, Yehi Oshun. And when they came down to earth, they were not treating Yehi Oshun as equal to them and not treating her in an appropriate sense, giving honor to the divine feminine. And so when things were not manifesting, they were not nurturing, 
work through the development of civilization, but it wasn't manifesting. They finally figured, let me go back up to Ulubamare, uh, speak to Ulubamare, find out why these things are not manifesting. So they went up to, uh, back up to Oluru, and when they got to Oluru, and they spoke, and they were in front of Ulubamare, Ulubamare asked them a simple question. That simple question was, where is Oshu? I don't know. She's down there cooking, cleaning, whatever she's doing. I don't know. Oh, well, that's your problem. You did not give honor to the divine feminine. You are not giving honor to the opposite polarity of what you're trying to manifest. Therefore, they had to go down, uh, or they called Oshu uh, uh, up, and they had to go and speak <laughs> this in front of Oshu. And Oshun gave them two things. Oshun said, I accept your apology, but me being me having child in me, if this child is female, you'll have hell to pay. If this child comes out as male, then things will be okay. They'll turn around and there'll be peace. So Obatala, in his magic, was able to go and look inside and saw that it was female, and then changed the orientation to male. Thus, when she was when she birthed the child, then she birthed it as male, and there was a semblance of peace in in society. So, when we look at that example, as Oshun is one of the is, is like the fourth runner to the development of Iyami, then we know that we have to be mindful of how we treat the divine feminine and that we honor and respect the divine feminine as the polarity to the masculine energy. When we look at our Odu, we look at the first Odu was masculine, that was Obe. The second Odu was feminine, that was Oyeku. And from the first and second Odu, you birth the other Odu's. So that is saying that there has to be a perfect balance in order to birth things in manifestation. So we have to look at Iyami, the divine lovers, as one that we have to give a significant amount of honor, respect to in order to facilitate the manifestation of what it is that we desire here in this, in this world. I hope that helps to begin to make sense of this. And again, please understand, as who I am, I have to be careful in some of these topics. And I personally might not be able to speak too much into stuff, but Alura, being that he's from there, he's going to be able to speak a little bit more about, about uh, this topic without having too much of a, of a chat. You know, he, he might not have the parameters that I do. In our different lineages, we all have parameters, and we are all taught in a very different way according to who is teaching us. And uh, I have to give honor to Milo Oba, Ifakbene Fashem Futsola, the founder of the Allah Orisha uh, Temple. Uh, uh, and so we have to be mindful just to be in alignment, you know, when we're speaking about certain things. I have to, I have to. So uh, that's a little bit about Uyami and how we can look at Oshun, and we can look at the story of Oshun 
as an understanding of how we have to honor and respect divine feminine and divine masculine and bring that intertwined, intertwine that so that we can manifest all that we need. I say, and I'm certainly in agreement with you, um, cousin, that um, the Aluwa could speak deeper in some of these areas uh, that I really want to go into today. Um, however, to my audience, he's lost his data. So he's trying to, uh, I guess, uh, regain some data and, and rejoin the show. Um, to our sort of U.S. audience, with all this unlimited internet and basic packages, they don't really have that in Nigeria. Uh, so they have to buy minutes. They have to buy data. Um, so hopefully he'll return rather quickly. I do have him up. Uh, in, in a chat box, and he hasn't asked for help, so I'm not exactly sure uh, what's happening right now. But but I absolutely want to talk about the nature of Ajay, um, and, and to be sure that we aren't confusing Ajay, the Orisha of Wealth, with Iyami Ajay. Uh, I, I wanted him to speak to what Iyami really is. Um, is Iyami only limited to to women? Can men possess Iyami? Um, and then again, how that plays out in how we address from our uh, sort of Western uh, sense what uh, the Iyami are and, and how to operate within Ajay. Um, I found some really interesting stuff just doing research on this topic. Uh, some of them was, was really powerful information, and then some of it was really offensive. Um, I found a site that um, is clearly playing to the idea that the Western or American uh, audience is sort of obsessed with, with witches and, and being witches. And so they've established uh, a site, and of course I won't say who or what or where it is, but they've established a site uh, to, with a list of questions to determine if you are a witch, uh, and in their translation, that then immediately translates into Iyami. And I was taught differently than that. Um, I was taught completely differently than that uh, about the nature of, of witches in, in African culture, and particularly in Yoruba and, and Fan culture, uh, but also how that then plays out in terms of how we apply services. Um, so some of the questions, is your mom or dad a witch? Did your mom go in search of a shrine? Um, did, did your mom or dad go to shrine in search of a baby before you were born? All these things are supposed to equate to you being a witch. Are you hot-tempered? Do you seek revenge? Do you know the personality of a person merely by looking at them? Do you have body signs before something good or bad happens? Do you find it difficult for people to understand you? Do you always like to get what you want by all costs? And so it's a, it's a long list, and I'm not going to go through the whole 36 questions that this, uh, this person has up on this site. But these questions are supposed, are supposed to help you determine if you are a witch or not. And, and I'm, I'm greatly offended by it. I know it's playing, again, in the, the sort of uh, pop cultural interest and, and witches and being black witches, but also some of these questions are really pulling on people um, who really need answers. Do you lack true love? 
Do people hate you for no reason? Do people have jealousy and, and, and envy for you? And so it plays on people's shadow work. It plays on, on that segment of our community that is despondent, that is depressed, that is looking for an out, that is looking somehow to control the circumstances of their relationships or their partnership with the, with the father of the child or, or their relationships with other people and, and particularly other women. So it's important to me to continue to sort of dispel uh, this idea that somehow witches and witchcraft uh, it, it goes hand in hand with, with Ifa and Fa and, and, and voodoo practice and offer a clear, authentic response to what Iyami really is, what Iyami Ajay really is, and how that manifests um, at all in, in our world and in our practice. Um, Oluo is still not with us. It's okay. I mean, from some of the questions that you asked, you know, uh, one of the questions that you asked was about uh, about males uh, and, and that. And there are actually, there's uh, from the female side, yes, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, from the male side, uh, we call that Osho. Osho. And some, some will say that Osho uh, is not as powerful as the female side of Iyami, but there is a male and female side to that type of energy. The other part to that is there are certain people that at certain levels will have uh, some things that have to be done to them when they get to higher levels that receive Iyami even closer. And so it is not just kept in terms of that energy on the female side. There is energy like that on the male side as well. Then the other part to it, uh, I, I forgot what the second thing that you had had asked. Uh, you said something about could it be, is it just on the female side? And what was the second piece of that? Um, say that again, because I was I was typing at the same time. You know, talked about first, like, is it just on the female or whatever? Yeah, I mean, there was a second part to that too. Yes, does um, Oluwa is back, so I'm gonna re-ask my question. Okay, okay. Um, Oluwa here in in America, in particular, um, there there's a bit of a pop cultural obsession with being witches and being black witches in particular, and and this community somehow believes that that goes hand in hand with Ifa Arisha, that that goes hand in hand with voodoo. And, and so I want you to explain to the best of your ability um, what Iyami is, what Iyami Ajay is, and how witches and witchcraft are really uh, interpreted within, within the culture in the motherland. You see, the media has done a lot of damage and it has made many people withdraw from the ability of working hand in hand with the Yami. Every person or a lot of people think the Yami are bad people. Everybody always thinks the Yami 
are the bad people, they are the ones who use bad witchcraft to work against people or to damage and spoil people's lives, which is not like that. Yami Osoronga is the one who has given every, being it guru, being it a priest, being it anyone, Yami is the one who has given us the special ability we are using. As Babala we say, we always say Yami Osoronga, which means Yami Osoronga are the one who gives us the permission to go ahead to be a priest. But the media has portrayed it to us that they are the bad people, that they are the ones who do bad, they are the ones who kill people, but it's a lie. If you are going to be a top priest, Yami has to like you. You have to have this special relationship with them for them to be anything you lose, for them to lose it for you. Anything you buy for them to buy it for you. Yami are the one who has the special power of making some medication work for you. When we do a, a voodoo or a medication of prosperity, they are the one that is going to let it work. If you do something that don't work it to work out, it won't work out. Yami, let me call them the master key to every aspect of tradition. Iyami is the master key to every aspect of tradition. If we want to do initiation, we give them salutation, we give them praise, we, we, we bring them to our midst spiritually. If we want to do consecration, consecration, we give them praise, we bring them to our midst spiritually. If we want to do anything, the Yami has to be in approval of it. If the Yami is not in approval of the things the Babalawu or a voodoo maker is doing, it will not work out in its own way. These people are the master key to every aspect of tradition. Now, Yami has this special power, and that is why Yami is like the woman. Let's say this. Let me give this example. There is no way a child can be born on earth without the power of the woman. Woman. W-O-M-E-N. There is no way a child can be born without death. That is how there is no way a traditionalist is going to work without without the army. You cannot say who is Yami. You cannot say they don't have power. You cannot say they don't have their power. You cannot you cannot put them aside. It's not going to be possible ever, ever. So we have to understand that these people are one of the things, one of the people that is making everything we do as a traditionally work out. Now in this other in here in Nigeria. The media has made it seem that they are the bad people. They are the ones who kill children. They are the ones who eat people. They are the ones who drink blood. And it is not like that. So we have to change the narrative. We have to make people understand that these people are one of the important roles in tradition and culture. 
Um, if it's possible, um, Aluwa, you might. We want can't to... hear you. Oh, my apologies. I was on mute. Um, he's having trouble getting into the main chat. If it's possible for you to open another tab with uh, my YouTube page in it, you could then go directly into the chat and respond. I believe that's how my other co-hosts are doing it. Is that how you're doing it, Otoon? No. <laughs> I need to because um, I can only see one. I can only um, do one side of the chat. So I went with the link I was given. I didn't go on the YouTube. But... Yeah. yeah, you have to. Um, I guess because I've organized the show, the chat is right here in my face. But I think for you all, you have to either go through the YouTube. Cousin, how are you doing it? Open up the YouTube. Uh, like, open up another window. Go to YouTube. Press the, where the, uh, the um, voice comes out. Press that to go to zero, you know, so that you can't hear, or else you're going to hear a double. Mm-hmm. And then you can, you can uh, type into the, uh, type into the uh, chat there. Uh-oh. Okay. Okay. Wait. I think I'm gonna mess that up. No, just open up another window. You should be able to open up another window uh, as well as this one. When you open up the other window to to YouTube, you press where you know you hear the voice. You press that down to zero. Mark out the uh, the speaking, the ability to speak, and then you can type in the chat. The chat will be there for you. Yeah. Do I just go to his page then? Okay. Yeah, you got to go to his page, and then uh, if you haven't joined the page, then you just subscribe to the page. And once you subscribe to the page, it opens up where you can type into the chat. I put the link okay. in, the, in the private chat if you are able to see the private chat. Okay, go to the update. Well, you go back to this chat. Click on the chat on the tab. On the, uh, what your chief just did, what, what uh, Divine just did, and click on that. And then once you click on it, it'll open up another window automatically for you. Oh, y'all making me sound like I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I, I, I think you do. Because I don't. <laughs> yeah. So come back into the private chat, click on the, on the link that he made. That opens up another window. Then it opens up the other window. Then click so that you don't hear two voices at one time. And then once you do that, then you can join uh, his page. Oh, and oh my God. Okay. There you go. Oh, my God. Make me sound like I know what I'm doing. It's yeah. scary. And now he's buffering Oluo. I don't know if y'all can see that or not. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, he's buffering. So um, let me see if I can communicate with him. So just to share a little bit uh, more about what he was saying, in our tradition, the Iyamiya are very, very important. For many of the rituals and many of the ceremonies, we go to Iyamiya first. Because without their, their, their approval, then we'll have struggles and challenges going through the, going through the ceremonies and rituals. Number two, especially when you're going to different initiation phases, uh, starting off at initiations, it is essential that we have 
uh, a, a female energy, the, the divine feminine, to be actually sometimes walking people into the beginning of initiations. So it is extremely important that we are lining ourselves up appropriately with the divine feminine, with the Iyami, so that we always have the, the, the distinct approval of the Iyami to be able to, to um, move forward in, in working well and things going smooth. We don't want things rocky with Iyami. Okay. So hopefully that breaks it down just a little bit, uh, because I know for some, they're not used to and are not knowledgeable about our tradition, then you might not understand all that Alila was talking about and the importance of working closely with Iyami, dealing with daily rituals, dealing with especially initiation, dealing with uh, things in priesthood and making things manifest the way that they should. So uh, I'll give it back to to Oluo. Yes, Oluo, please. We we welcome you back. I'm glad you figured it out and got it and got it together. Well, we thank Oluo now for everything. So we have to change the narrative. We have to bring the people back into accepting that women in our society they are basically important. Mm-hmm. They are very, very important. You see, let me share a little secret with the viewers. When we are performing initiation, when we perform initiation, and after every ceremony, and we are going home, there is a stage where we, everybody has to be on their knees. Everybody present in the initiation place. Be it an old person, be it a small child, we all have to be on our knees, on our nails, and we pay salutations to the Yami. And when we are making this salutation, we are on our knees, and that is the only salutation we do on our nails. That is to show you how you have to be respectful of women and how you have to take them very, very important because they are very, very, very important. It, it, it almost sounds as if you are not only sort of suggesting the importance of Iyami, but really the importance of, of the power of women within our tradition. Um, and, and I say all the time that there's really no practicing or operating in these traditions in isolation. Uh, you must have a community. You must have the men. You must have the power of the women, you know, and, and all those things that sort of encompass uh, our community. Um, the word witch, how, how is that received and, and, and accepted um, in your community today? And, and is it similar uh, to what we're experiencing in, in America? Yes. What I would say, you know, Earlier before, a lot of people have this fear in their hearts. They are always scared. But we thank a lot of marriage now. The narrative is changing. Even now, here in Nigeria, when they call people a witch, they don't feel very bad about it anymore. And over there, too, I see many, many goddesses. And they are registering their 
Instagram account, Facebook account with which, which shows that people are opening their eyes now. Their foresight is being opened and they know what they are practicing. So we thank God that the narrative is changing. And we know by this time, as the years goes on, maybe two years, three years from now, the old people will have been able to conclude that these people are not bad, but they are good. And also that when we work hand in hand to them, we work hand in hand with them, the man, the woman, and the Orisha, the many Orisha we use it to work with them, that it will bring more growth to us than downfall. So the Iyami are witches. Yes, Iyami Usurumonga, they are the witches. And it doesn't mean witches are bad. Witches are just like those people that give our share to spell, to do imitation, to contestation. And those people that give our share to able sacrifices and offerings. Oh, Tom, beloved, are you okay? Because I can see your face. <laughs> you make it all kind of faces right now. I can see you. Everything seems to be okay. Are you good? <laughs> I guess not. She's not. She's having a little uh, difficulty, beloved, um, Aluo, with the technology. Um, and now your face is also frozen. We might be having a technical issue here. Now, everything is good on my end, but I have, you know, over 500 speeds on my Internet. So I often don't um, run into too many problems with buffering anymore on my end. Otan, you look fine to me. Um, my cousin, Oloye, is back. Um, he seems to be okay. Oluo, now you're gone again. Uh, your, your your screen is blacked out. So it could be... Um, Otan says it's still double. Even after you muted the YouTube page, it was still double for you? You're on mute, Baba. I'm on mute? No, no I'm talking to you. Baba, go to the mute, to the mute. And on the bottom of the uh, where the video is playing, there's a place where you can mute so you don't hear double. On YouTube? Yeah. On YouTube. Mm-hmm. That's what I could not find, and everything was doubling, so I, I just I just cut YouTube off. Um, that way I wouldn't miss too much of it. I couldn't find it, and it was driving me nuts. Yeah. Okay. We put the we put the uh. The uh, what do you call the arrow on the on the video down on the bottom part of the video will pop up where you can press play where you can speed it up and then on the third piece is where you hear where you see the volume directly on that part and then you click on that and the line will go through at a 45 degree angle and that line then will will mute out the voice. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try it again, but please continue. Do not mind me. I'll take my camera off because my face is not delivered for what I feel you see. So I'm gonna make sure that I try to adjust that um, so that I don't look 
like I'm in distress. Yeah, I'm the same way, beloved, but I'm a performer. And so I've learned how to sort of suspend what I'm feeling and thinking from my face. So I get it. I'm working mm-hmm. on it. I'm going to have to try that another time because okay. I'm not going to get frustrated I'm enjoying this conversation. All is a blessing. It's and, and I appreciate my blog talk radio audience. You all are always so present and consistent. Just, just get over your fear to open that mic. Call me at 845-277-9143, 845-277-9143, and do press the number one on your telephone keypad, and I'll be more than happy to open your mic. Um, I'm grateful for people listening from Niger and Ghana and Nigeria and, and, and uh, Democratic Republic of Congo and Kenya and South Africa. Um, our Ethiopian audience tends to come and go, but but I know there's a there's a, a serious censorship of the internet and social media in Ethiopia. So I, I'm always grateful when they're when they're on screen, but I'm not surprised when when they're not. Yeah, we have a very consistent uh, Egyptian and Morocco audience from the motherland. That's wonderful. Yeah, so I, I'm grateful. I, I just would like to somehow encourage them to actively participate in the conversation. I think that would be beneficial to us. Yes, beloved. Um, I will say, um, firstly, I do acknowledge everyone in the chat that did greet me. Um, I send my greetings and love back to you. I am still trying to figure out how to connect everything. So please forgive that. Also, I wanted to speak to in the dealings and in the discussion when we were speaking of the EME and IJ and the, and the things and the explanation of it, I will, I do want to at least give this um, word of caution. Um, I know there are things that happen, life happens, and we want answers. We need answers. We may need assistance. But please, please, everyone, be mindful when you meet someone that's supposed to be a, a spiritualist, um, a, a priest, or whatever it is, because I will say this, just as we were speaking the other day of uh, everything in decency and order, there is a way and a manner in which each of the Orisha are to be contacted, approached, and to be requesting things of. If you are not trained, please, before you allow anyone access to you spiritually, any of your business, any of your things, do your research. If not, wait. It is not worth the karma that will come back from you allowing somebody that want to act like they have power to shimmy, shake, and dance in front of you and pull you into some mess that you have no idea how to get out of. Be mindful. And these little rituals, these little spiritual baths you get off the internet, you better stop it. You be mindful of what you're doing, and you know who you're allowing to access your spirit, your body, and the things that are personal to you. That is not a game, and it is not a joke. Even calling out some of their names, be mindful. 
Some of these names are sacred, and therefore we have other names that we call them that, that we recognize them by. Um, many of you all know the ritual day today, but, but I'm very careful about calling out certain Orishas, and particularly by, by the names that we are now adopting in America. Um, I also want to speak to sort of a, a, a evolution and change that I believe happens with, with these Loa and Orisha and Voodoo's in, in the Americas. Uh, they're now being asked to adopt to a different environment, to different requests, to different foreign cultures and traditions of people. And, and as the EI just said, they can be hypersensitive, hypersensitive to what we do, what we say, how we act, and how we respond. Um, over the years, I've been, you know, gravely concerned about our interest in witches, um, and particularly because many of our community that's claiming witches are not pulling their understanding, their knowledge, their wisdom from the elders from West Africa. Much of what they're doing is pulling from Eurocentric concepts, Western American concepts, a little witchcraft and hoodoo and root work mixed up together. And then, uh, as, as Oluwa said, then they're posting, you know, profiles in social media with witch in their name, with witch mm-hmm. in their title. Um, and they're not open to what Otan just explained, to really learning the dynamics of how to operate and navigate um, with these powers. That has always been my concern with the pop cultural interest in, in witches and, and sort of our will, unwillingness to sort of really learn our lineage, our heritage, our traditions versus just accepting what's quick and easy. Um, Oluwa keeps kind of coming in and out. Um, I want to be sure that he heard some of the questions that uh, I shared earlier um, from the website, and, and I really wanted to get his opinion on that. But his data seems to be going in and out, and so he's now not here with us. But but those questions, uh, again, feed right into what Otan, uh, beloved, is saying. You know, they know where our weaknesses, they know where we're hungry, they know where we're thirsty, they know where we really are desiring a connection with spirit, and show up in social media, you know, and, and project themselves as being one master of this or that practice or tradition. And I can't tell you, and, and my cousin might, might agree, how many people come to me after having had that experience. And then yeah, the and you're dealing with, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I told my, my cousin that uh, this last weekend I was going to be uh, going to what they call out here in Oklahoma Spirit Fair. And in that spirit fair, you have a variety of diverse people doing a whole bunch of different type of spiritual stuff, whether it's, you know, reading talent readings or whether it's energy healing or whether it's this or that. And I was blessed this time that my daughter was with me. My daughter is very, uh, she, 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 she's, she's at another level for a young lady. And so... Her energy, she's feeling all this energy. And so she's like, you know, um, that person, you know, I smiled. They gave me this mean look and this and that. So she's like, 
you know, people are uh, feeling your energy throughout, even with you just being in this area. So, you know, we have to be mindful of the strength that we carry. We have to be mindful of the energy that's within us and how it manifests. But we also have to be mindful that people are always trying to drain our energy and people are always trying to do things when they're not in alignment spiritually to be trying to offset you or to try to bring challenges and negativity to you. And so you have to be very mindful who you're dealing with. When we're talking about witches and all that, we have good and we have bad. Unfortunately, in this country, the connotation of witches is always a negative connotation. And so they're always looking at when somebody, especially in this country, when you speak and you say, me, automatically in their mind, they're speaking of a negative influence rather than positive. And I, I do agree with Allure that we have to change the narrative of how we view the Orisha, how we view Iyami, how we view even Arumira, Ifa, how we view it, and be able to view it from a very wide standpoint. We have to look at, yes, in this country, we're about, what are we, about 400, 500 years old now, mm-hmm. uh, that in regard to the enslavement beginning 16, 1700s, uh, so the Orisha then brought forth over here from our forefathers, the original ones who were enslaved them, who brought these, these traditions over and brought this wisdom, brought this knowledge over and brought this spiritual connection over. You know, the Orisha has now kind of had to transcend in, in some of the, you know, different that we have to work with the Orisha here in comparison to there. Same thing Cuba, same thing Puerto Rico, same thing in, in Brazil, and all the other areas. There's, there's little nuances in every area that, that make how we work with Orisha to be unique. So maybe here in America, how we work with Iyami would be slightly different than what it has to be, than what it is in, in, in Africa. Mm-hmm. And so we have to look at how we as African Americans, uh, maybe Spanish American, Latin Americans, uh, you know, different uh, uh, cultures, how we are, how we have to to work with the Orisha here in this country, in comparison to how it's done there. We can't do everything exactly like it's done there. And while I say I say all the time, we have to find an African American approach. Don't take away the fact that the traditional aspects, the, the core, the core aspects are meant to be changed. They're not meant to be changed. They're meant to be adhered to. But we also have to understand that there are nuances here in America. There's things uh, or, or even herbs or plants or whatever that we don't specifically have here. Maybe we can order it. Maybe we can't order it all the time. So we have to then find what is the corresponding era, corresponding, you know, way of, 
of uh, working with this Orisha here with what we have going on. We have things going on in our culture that's just not done the same way out there. So we have to work with the Orisha and personalize it for ourselves here. Uh, Anthony asked about Would you honey. say that language, culture, and ecology be the biggest nuances? Well, language, now, you know, you hear a little. That is his first language. So you also have to understand that Baba Lau's growing up from the time that they're able to walk are sitting next to their fathers, uncles, relatives, people that they are sent to by their family in order to begin learning all aspects of the tradition. So when we look at somebody who's 25 years old, in actuality, for here in America, it would be the correspondence of somebody that's older in the tradition because they were brought up and raised and started directly in that. Just like most of us, we were raised Christian or Muslim or from a different spiritual uh, perspective. So therefore, we have to now grow out of that perspective and totally into the perspective of Ifa, into the knowledge and the wisdom of Ifa. We haven't gotten to an older age. And by that, then we have to go through, man, now we've got to start all over because we've got to learn some of the language. And the language sometimes can be difficult. We have to learn the cadences. We have to learn the, the way of their culture. Yes, the ecology. We gotta learn the plants, right? We gotta learn some of the of the them uh, of of the Baba Laos are very proficient at knowing the plants because then you gotta make the uh, medicines, you make the soaps, you make the oleros, you make the different uh, things that we utilize in order to be able to fulfill some of the the the, the uh, information in the Odu, the way to make the Akoshet. So the culture, the language, the ecology, yes, they all play a different role in our growing and our developing in the tradition. And the view, the view. Our view here in America is different a lot of times than the view of those of our brothers and sisters in Africa. We have to learn, if we want the information from them, we then have to now try our best to learn their view. Or else we might not know the appropriate questions to ask, how to ask the appropriate questions, and some of the things that we do here in America might offend them over in, in, in Nigeria, Ghana, Benin, or anywhere else. So we have got to now begin the process of understanding their culture if we want to learn the aspects of their culture and traditions and spiritual uh, spirituality. So, you know, hopefully that answers that the, the, the brother's question about um, how to bring those together. Because even how we view Iami, even how we view what they deem as witches. Even some people might not even know that there's a difference of Ajay 
which is Iami, and Ajay, which is the uh, financial, uh, the goddess of, 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 of finances, uh, of, of riches and stuff. And so now one might be all confused because they didn't know that there is a difference. But we gotta like look into the to the smaller we gotta look into all the aspects. And even in the language, when you're writing out the words, there's certain uh like uh uh accent marks. Yeah, accent marks in different places. And that accent mark makes the difference in just of course the definition of the word or which audition you might be talking about. You might say O G U N as Ogun, but then O-O-U-N for a different meaning. So you got to look at all of those aspects. So that's why one of the reasons why it does take a long, patient, dedicated time to grow in the tradition appropriately so that your view is not skewed from your Western perspective and experience. And it grows into more of the Eastern if you want to really understand or understand what it is that you're doing in the tradition. Yeah. 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 And I want to speak also to um, the language mm-hmm. aspect, both Anthony and the Goddess Initiative uh, brought that up. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why I, I sort of preach all the time that we must make better use of our technology, our devices, our internet, um, and, and build relationships, relationships with these communities of, of practice and tradition that we seek to be a part of. Uh, without my cousin and many others uh, who live in West Africa, a lot of this would be difficult for me to grasp, for me to understand. But having someone that you can call, contact, reach out to, who's in the tradition, practicing the tradition, speaking the language only helps to further, you know, motivate us, but also makes it a little bit easier to memorize, to learn the cadence, um, and that's probably would be said with any language, learning any foreign language. If you're not conversational, if you're not around people who are using the language conversationally, you know, then it makes it that much more difficult to learn it from just the book or a document or, or hearing it and seeing it even on, on the Internet. Um, I played a, 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 a Nollywood movie before the show started today uh, about Shango. Um, and I look at a lot of Nollywood, Gollywood movies, Igbo movies, Yoruba movies, um, not just for, of course, the entertainment value, but to hear the language being used, to see the symbolism that are often associated um, with some of the languages. Sometimes they don't call things out right, and, and they reference it, you know, through, through little limericks and, and, and little sayings, you know, and it's over time that you sort of gain an awareness of what being said, what's being projected um, through regular usage, through, through regular demonstrations, through seeing it and hearing it um, often. So reach out. Reach out to my cousin. Reach out to Otun. Reach out to our, our beloved um, Oluwo. Reach out to other um, practitioners of the tradition um, in West Africa and do not be afraid to ask questions. Do not be afraid to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and and be able to 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 be open-minded and keep your heart open to learning, because you know you can get into a place 
and think that you have more than what you have. And then when you get place, it's kind of like things begin to shut down for you because it's almost like you become arrogant that you, you know, cannot learn anymore. In this tradition, because we're coming to it in older ages, there'll never be a time that really will stop our learning. And there'll never be a time that there's not much to learn. We're, we're blessed now that, you know, we have people like Leo that come on to the show and that many of our elders in the tradition have sacrificed to go back and forth many, many, many times. I've often said that my Leo alone has gone back almost 30 times. Mm-hmm. And each time that he's gone back, he stayed out there for at least uh, a month at a time. And so his knowledge of the tradition is like they, they recognize him as one of them because he's gone back so many times and has taken the time and effort to study, to learn, to grow, to expand, to evolve, and now to go under undergoing the traditional rituals. Not many Americans, and none that I know of beforehand, have gone through the absolute traditional rituals for Obashim. Traditional rituals, not just something to recognize, but the traditional rituals for Obashim. So there is a legitimate, legitimate Obat here in America. So that we're growing here in America with more and more people going back and forth to grow, to learn, to expand their teach their learning and their now their teaching and be able to now share this tradition in in a expanded way here in America. So we have to change our view. We now between the two the two continents are are able now to keep things uh, moving forward. And those that truly want to learn, grow, and advance have the opportunity. Uh, I'll say, uh, Anthony asked, is the tradition stagnant? And if not, how would you guys say it has evolved and what it looks like today? Um, and, and before I, I, I speak to that, I, I kind of want to add to that. Um, I want the both of you, Otan and, and Oloye, to kind of speak to some of the, the challenges to just going. Um, some people are really concerned about passport, really concerned about how much it costs, uh, really concerned about what their safety and security, you know, might be uh, once they get. I've, I've personally been in, invited um, by so many <laughs> practitioners in the tradition. I can sort of pick and choose a house if I like when I am able to go uh, and stay with the family uh, as opposed to going and, and doing the tourist thing or staying in a hotel. Um, and, and, and that gives me a sense of, of, of security, building relationships uh, with, with families and individuals um, in Nigeria even before I go. Um, my hope was to go in January, but of course we know that the pandemic was, was still raging. Um, so I'm, I'm aiming for next January uh, when I make my trip. And, and I want to visit not just Oshogbo, but I want to visit Benin as well 
um, and, and holding on the second um, while I'm mm-hmm. there. So I would like the both of you to kind of speak to maybe your ease or challenges that you had to uh, experience in making that, that trip. And, of course, my cousin, um, you and I both know um, uh, owls who travel at least three or four times a year uh, mm-hmm. back and forth. Um, owl Ifasakin, may he rest in Orun, um, traveled at least four or five times uh, a year. Uh, and he was a, a, a babalaw, many of you saw in the ceremony that I had for Obatala here at the mm-hmm. house about about three years ago. Uh, unfortunately, he has subsequently passed from complications of diabetes. Um, so we've got to take care of our health, you yes. know, especially our elders. We've got to take care of our health so that we are in a position to teach, to share, um, and in some cases accompany those of us who are new to the motherland to, to be a part of, of these traditions. Okay. Otuna, you want to go first? I will. I don't right. mind. Um, Divine Prince, I wanted to ask you about the Baba that had transitioned. Was he out of Georgia? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. I knew him. Yes, he came, stayed at my house. We did sit, we were friends for like, well like over. Yeah. He, he just, it was a couple of years ago that he transitioned. I, yes. I knew yes. Okay. Yeah. I knew who you were speaking of. Okay. We, we okay. first met online. I've probably known him a decade before he actually came to New Orleans. So, yeah, he, we, he and I were very close. I learned a great deal about Ifa from him. Um, of course, I couldn't sort of get him to sort of change his behavior. Uh, in terms of being a diabetic, you know, I'm also yeah, a diabetic. Eating. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. So, um, but we had a great time with him. And he was one of, of my examples of someone who traveled back and forth rather frequently and seemed to do it with a lot of ease. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baba Loye, were you familiar with that, Baba? Okay. No, I wasn't. But, you know, I'm. I give honor to his uh, to his memory for doing the work and for blessing people to be uplifted in the tradition. Well, sure, absolutely. I met him through uh, my godmother, and now in either Edu or Olivia, and he he was powerful. God, was very good, very good. Much, much you are, much you are. Um, very humble and, and say, willing to teach um, and explain. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, I will say, I, I can speak to travel, especially um, first and foremost, uh, we had, um, I had a few classes and, and meetings before traveling um, because you must first and foremost understand you are going to a whole other country, the rules, the laws, that you are so comfortable with here mean absolutely poop over there. Um, I will say that although you may be in certain areas that may um, look ravaged or hit hard, I mean, it's, it's the third world. Um, know that they are proud people. They work hard, and you're not over there disrespecting. They will show love. They will welcome you with open arms. And I can say that when my feet touch the ground in Lagos, I, it's hard to put in the words the feeling. You, you just you have to experience it. 
Um, but my sisters that's looking to travel over there, whether it's for tourism, initiations, any kind of spiritual work, first and foremost, go in group. That's not travel for you to be undertaken alone. One, it's a, it's a long, lengthy travel. You're looking at about 22, 24 hours. Very long travel, very long flight. You want to make sure if you have any kind of medical conditions or anything that needs to be under control, you need to visit your doctor and get it sorted before you get there. There is no uh, Aetna over there, Blue Cross. Blue Shield does not cross the water. Make sure you go to your doctor, get whatever checkup you need to, advise them of the travel you're making so that you can be healthy and be aware because it's a big change over there in, in temperatures, food, everything. So make sure that you go in a group, that you stay together when traveling. Make sure that the location that you are going, that you actually know the people that you're going there to connect with that you feel safe, that you've talked to someone and done some kind of research on them or that family to ensure you are entering into a situation that you will be comfortable. Um, make sure that uh, you have contact information. It's a lot of different things that need to happen. When I went, um, in addition to passport, you have to have a letter um, of sponsorship meaning whoever the family is basically that's inviting you, they're in essence going to be responsible for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's kind of a two-way street, meaning you go over there, act right, and they treat you right in turn. Um, yes. Oh, that's Baba yes. Foster Ken, cousin. Yes. Okay. Um, so it, it's a lot of different things. It's nothing you should just jump and do overnight. It takes planning. It takes discussion. You need to learn about customs, greetings, certain things that are considered disrespectful um, because it's a whole new way. You cannot assume. You cannot assume. Um, as far as, I will say as far as um, travel, like plane ticket costs, I didn't find it too daunting because I will say this. Uh, you see people, what we, we go for what we really want. How That's many right. people have been at work and seen people call out from work because they wanted to go to a concert or go yeah. to an event or participate in something, and they was willing to miss that money for it? Okay? How bad do you want? Now, you can if you can save up over the course of a couple of years and hop on the cruise, you can definitely get those short books. You can definitely get the Lego. My round trip ticket, $780. So it's possible. When you want something, we all know we're willing to move heaven and earth to get it if it's something that's of importance. Your spirituality should always be of importance. Your family safety, the breaking of generational curses, your bloodline should always be of importance. Just make sure you're doing it safely. And, of course, everything in decency and in order. Go to your doctor. Make sure that you're staying in accordance with your trip and make sure you know who you're going to see. And that's my advice on that. Uh, I'll say. So I'll just cover up a couple I'll cover a couple of other aspects. One, you have to understand, you know, 
Uh, in the beginning, yes, you have to have your, your passport. Mm-hmm. You have to get the visa. Don't wait to the last second. Even when you do the expedited um, service, you still want to make sure that there's enough time to that, that there's a you know if there's any challenges that it won't affect your travel. So make sure that you take care of your passport and visa as early as you can so that you can get that squared away. Understand that uh, the the seasons are different here than there. So like in February, it was summertime out there while it was wintertime here. Sometimes that affects the cost of your ticket. So if you know uh, the seasons, you might be able to get a cheaper ticket in certain seasons out there. It's still for us like summertime out Mm -hmm. there. But for them, it's their winter, right? Next, when you travel, my cousin said that you make sure that you have the letter from the people who are going to sponsor you because you have to show that and you have to send a copy of that when you are getting all of your documentation ready for travel. So just know that you have to have all those things in order. When you go over there while you're flying, but before you get off, you have to fill out these papers, and you have to make sure that they are exactly accurate. If they are not accurate, you're going to have a problem when you get off when they start verifying the documents together. You have to have that without any mistakes when you leave this country. What are right? some of the questions? Well, it's just like making sure like your name is, is the same as that, mm-hmm. the address, where you're going, the name of the people that are responsible for the contact. Uh, their, you know, their address and all of that, all of that has to be be uh, written exactly as it is on the other documents. So you got to take your time and be be very, uh, uh, you know, exact with that. Thorough, yeah. So, yes, yes. When you get off the plane, uh, you'll have to go through uh, going before you can leave to go get your your uh, luggage. You have to go to a desk where they check. They're checking all of that in the airport. The airport out in at Motola Muhammad is a little bit different than here. It's a smaller airport in regard to it's older, so they don't. It, the, the things are not always working. So you have to go and then search for your luggage. So go, you search for the luggage, you get with your group. And then now it's time to make your way out of the airport. (laughs) Sometimes making your way out of the airport could be a little challenging. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard. Be prepared. Be prepared to have to dash. And those that don't know what dashing is, <laughs> do not keep all of your money together. Don't do that. Don't pull it out. Right. Don't don't pull it out, right? And make sure that you have a pocket that is just for the dash. They don't need to see how much you got. You do have to record how much you you're supposed to record how much you're bringing in. Be wise with that. But have a pocket that's distinctly if you got to dash somebody to get out the airport. 
And then you got to go through a final check. They'll open up your suitcase and all that before sometimes they let you out to go and meet the people that are meeting. So what, when you say dash, what does that mean? I've never heard that word before. <laughs> oh, cousin. <laughs> Ephraim the kid never used that word. It's uh, like... Go ahead, cousin. <laughs> okay, so everyone's seen the movies, New York City, Times Square, Rush Hour. <laughs> and you step outside, and there's 500 billion cabs lined up, and everybody wants you. To be their customer. Only, only in Legos, it, it, they don't just say it's a car. So you'll be walking along with your luggage and it's, hello, Baba, where you going? I take you, I take you, I take you. Oh, he's already grabbing yourself. I take you, I take, I take you, let's go, let's go. No, 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 I go, I take you. And then they arguing. And while they arguing, the other dude is coming behind you and he walking away pushing your luggage in his car because he took advantage of that argument. And then on the way there, there's a guy stopping him going, you shouldn't do that. And now he wants to get your luggage because he stopped him from taking the upper dude from all of that. And meanwhile, you don't know what's happening because everybody's yelling in Yoruba and half of it English. And then the other time, you need to be making sure your hand is on your wife. And it's wonderful, and that's how our people is. Everybody's trying to make some money. Everybody wants to help you. Don't, and it's not nothing, ladies. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now, which is why I say to go in group. Make sure the person that's picking you up is there at the airport or that you have some form of secured uh, transportation that is readily identifiable upon your arrival because everyone is going to want to carry your bag. And and they will um, ask you uh, nicely, aggressively, nice, aggressively, nice, nicely, aggressively. Let's put that word together. And, and that's what it will be and and everybody wants to help you with your bag so it's a free for all and that way they don't need to know how much money you have because that that's just that's just a whole nother doorway a whole nother list of things that you just don't want going on so that's everybody the needs money and they're gonna they're gonna do whatever they gotta do to this so you be want to give them your money so that's the some, well some of it is like they're they're actually workers there mm-hmm. and in order for you to get past them you don't know who can actually stop you, who cannot stop you, who actually has the, the power to, like, be sending you back or whatever. Things are not the same. So some people, they're like, ah, Baba, if you give me 20, you give me 50, you give me whatever, uh, you can go through. You don't know. Here's this. Pray for me. You know, you you know, as time goes by, like, I've seen Gabiese on last trips when we're going. He knows how to deal with it. He's been there 30 times. But for somebody who's only going one, two, or three times, you you don't know how to deal with those guys, with those people. So prepare to give a few dollars in order for you to move through freely so that you can move yourself out and get out the the airport, right? Then, you know, you get out the airport. You You get through these people. You get out to the airport. My cousin told you about cabs. If you're actually going dead. Before they leave the airport, they got to change their money. Yeah, but we got to be careful with that. That's good, but we got to be careful with that, too. Because you're going to have people who are going to be trying to exchange your money. On the street. 
mm-hmm. on the street, like if you once you get out. Mm-hmm. Now, one oh, of the oh. things that you can do is to when you know that you're meeting certain groups, like when I'm uh, if we're going out there and you're, you're the people that are going to take you to the compounds usually are going to be the ones who are going to exchange things so that you don't get caught out there not knowing the difference between Naira and American money. Mm-hmm. And then you wind up losing money instead of the, the, the amount of money you're supposed to get from Naira. So if you're going to go out there, let the people who you're going to be working with, let, if you trust them, then let them be the ones who are changing, changing that, uh, changing that over. Right? Benny, yeah, I because he's the one that did the talking, and he was standing right there, so that 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 did happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Then, so you get through that, you get through all of that, you meet your people. One of the things that's going to be very interesting to you is when you're walking out. You have to get the military. Is walking around with the AKs and different mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. So I remember my first time looking at that. I was like, this martial arts stuff ain't going to work against that. <laughs> you know? So you, ha- you have to be in the mind that as you're walking through, you got the military and their Nigerian police force and all that inside the airport. And it could be intimidating to you if you've never dealt with that before. Once you go out the airport, you have to get used to when you're driving that on the street, people are selling many, many things. They're selling water. They're selling fruit. They're selling this and selling that. And, you know, sometimes when you're leaving the airport, there's a lot of congestion. So, you know, the windows are down. The, the people that are driving, they know this area real well. So they're used to it. But if you're not used to it, I would advise you to make sure that all your stuff is just safe, just in case, but just get used to people that are going to be coming by the window and asking if you want to buy this or buy that. Also get used to, when you're driving, that the military and the police can just stop you, and the driver has to stop. Then they got to deal with the dashing after that. Right? They'll stop you right in the midst of the highway as you're traveling. So how much does how you look coming in play into you being a target? Would I be more of a target like this, or would I be yeah. less of a target? More. Because they know you ain't from there. <laughs> so when they look, they'll be like, ah, foreigner. Because remember, you know, for some... The money is so different that if you got $10 from American money, it might be a good amount of money for Naira. So that you, you just paid for that dinner for whatever. And I, I remember we told them, we're going to take care of your dinner today. Here's 20 or $30 American money. Go buy dinner. It's, be blessed. Thank you. And we'll, we'll, we continue our path. We continue our journey. The money... Right? Um, the money there, um, I was there 20, half, I was there beginning of 2020. Um, in Osho um when I changed my money, I know one U.S. dollar 
was equivalent to 356 Naira. So one U.S. dollar is 356 of their dollars. Mm. So you just pay for a good dinner for maybe a couple of days. You know, you don't... (laughs) You're taking... They they know that that the money that comes in is going to be money that's really going to bless them. So you can't really get mad at them too much. You know... So now you get there and you deal, you get the people picking you up, you're on the road, you know, you might get stopped a couple of times from military on the way to where you got to go. When you get there, you have to remember that they are probably, if you're going to go to a compound, they're probably going to have dinner waiting for you. So now you have to get used to the taste and the food. If you've not eaten Nigerian food, then you might not be used to the red palm oil that they cook with and whatever else. And we know where the original barbecue came from because the barbecue, you know, the barbecue, they're barbecuing just about everything because they don't have the kitchens and the refrigeration mm-hmm. and all of that that we have here. So whatever they do for Ebo is what we're doing for dinner. And then you'll see the community come and then they're feeding many people. Right? So you get there and then you got to know that there's a time difference of at least seven, eight hours. I forgot what the time difference is. So now you have to make arrangements for yourself to be able to call home when you want to call home so that, you know, you're calling them at a place at an hour that people will pick up the money. I mean, pick up the, uh, the, the phone call. Make sure that you have all the meds that you need, as my cousin said, because the hospitalization is not the same out there than it is here. You're lucky if you, you know, if you get to a place that's relatively close, and that they have any modern ways of doing things at all. And I was told to keep your medication safe. Now, listen, I I was told to keep your medication safe. Now, now I understand, you know, we got thieves in America, thieves everywhere, but that's a target item, I was told, um, American medication. Right, because some of the medications that they give you from the morphine and all that, they only have limited supply. So it's not like us and having the, the pharmaceutical plants or whatever here that we have a, just an every abundant uh, amount of, of pills being made. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. Even, the, even something like Tylenol or, or most something like that over there, because the over-the-counter medications and a lot of the stuff that they have over there that people buy is fake. So mm-hmm. when we go over there and we have something... Something is something as minute to, that maybe to us like Ben Gay over there, big deal because a lot of the medications and the stuff they have circulating are fake. So and yeah, old. that's that's and uh, old. And old. some of that stuff is old, right? It's way out of date, but that's what they got, and so that's what they try to use. You know, people got people get injured. They're trying to do things from a way like they're praying it out or whatever because they might not have all of the things that they need for the surgery to take care of, you know, to take care of, of the injury. So we have to be careful and listen when a person says, don't step there, don't go there, wait for me before you step out of this vehicle. Because I'm telling you something, driving at night out there, they got these craters. It's not potholes. They're craters. 
and you would not be able to see at all just past your nose. But they are so aligned with it. They're zipping around stuff, and you got a, you have to have a significant trust in that in that driver. They're phenomenal. I know why we drive the way we drive out here. Because if we from that DNA, that's a there's some amazing stuff when you go through. Okay, so be mindful that there's an extremely different thing. Even in the driving, you got to get used to the way they drive out there. At first, you're gonna be holding on to dear life. But, you know, you got to get used to the driving. You got to get used to the amount of people. Mm-hmm. It is so crowded. You got to get used to it. You got to get you, you have to get used to it. In some places, you might not have, like, the working showers and all that stuff. You have to now get used to maybe having to utilize the restroom in an older-fashioned way. And to take showers where you're getting money, I mean, getting money, uh, water, <laughs> getting water from the well and using like a colder amount of water, uh, colder water. Big on water mm-hmm. Yes, when you take your shower, when you take baths. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give a true example of what to expect when you go over there. I don't want to hear anybody say, a lawyer never said this, that, or the other thing. Mm-hmm. So, that. No, so I was going to reiterate Anthony X's question. So, so is the tradition stagnant, or would you say it is evolving or has evolved? And, and what does it really look like today? I don't believe it's stagnant. I believe that it's ever growing and ever evolving, mm-hmm. just like anything else in life. Because when we do our things here, we have to evolve it from here. Cuba had to evolve it from there. Brazil had to evolve it for them. They had to do the things they had to do to, uh, to, to exchange this for that without losing the essence of the tradition. So evolution says to me, I have to continue going forward and finding what's going to be able to be switched appropriately, maybe look up the name African-wise to the American name, and then uh, I can use this instead of that, and it's still going to have the, the, the purpose of what it is that's going to be needed, mm-hmm. right? And then on top of that, it is all about the intent in what you're doing with this tradition. What is your intent? Is your intent to be, you know, growing in the knowledge and the wisdom? So, no, it's not stagnant because we have too many opportunities to be growing with different people who have traveled back and forth, people now that were, that are originally from there living here, mm-hmm. and then even from us, there's a lot of us that are going out there to live now for a period of time. There was a white lady that moved out to Oshobo that was well-known because of her art and stuff like that and things that she did for Oshobo. So there's people that are leaving here to live out there for extended periods of time. So no, I don't believe that tradition that the tradition that 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 the tradition is stagnant. I think that it's ever evolving. I think that it's ever growing. And I think that when Alua was on, that it showed that too. Because any of us born here that may have gotten into the tradition a little bit later now have the opportunity to listen from somebody who was actually born into it, who the has the knowledge from birth 
and to is sharing willingly and openly with everybody, that is not something that is the norm. We have to take advantage of that, and then we can do our own practice from hearing and learning from those willing to teach. So I just don't think it's stagnant. Oluo is back. He's uh he 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 missed it, so he was really shocked when I said we were actually talking about the process of coming to Nigeria, uh, from the airport to the compound. That's right. So 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 share with us, Oluo, how easy or difficult is it for African Americans to befriend a family or befriend a practitioner, an authentic practitioner? Um, in in West Africa, and then go and, and be a part of the culture and the tradition. You people are, you know, everybody the best thing or should I say the good thing about Nigeria and about Africa is that we embrace people a lot, and that is one of the reasons why when these people colonize our country, that is one of the reasons why they get. We love people. We love we love embracing people. And when people come here, we treat them like they are our home. We treat them as if they are our home. We like visitors. We like people. We like everyone. In the first place, I want to be. I want to tell you people, I'm very sorry today for not being much of the class because because of what oh, okay. uh, going on. I'm very very sorry. Yes. Cloud is not going to be like this. So we love you. We want you people to come down here. We want you to touch the soil of the motherland. That way you are going to feel like you are coming back home. Trust me, anytime you people come back to Nigeria or to any part of the African country, you are going to feel like you come back home. That's the way it's going to feel like. Because now, we want people to come here. We want people are coming, people are investing, people are building houses. We see people having mansions, people investing, you know. We love that. That is what we want to happen. We want you people to come back here because this is where you people all originated from. So we want you people to be here, we want you people to be part of everything. Part of everything. So I say, I say. We have about uh, nine Good minutes. Good Thank you kindly. <laughs> we have about nine minutes uh, left in the show, and, and so we're going to wrap it up. Um, I would like everyone to give out a closing statement, either about the topic or, or about traveling to, to Nigeria, um, and, and then we'll you know, look forward to coming here again uh, on Friday at noon. Well, I hope everybody has an opportunity to learn. I know uh, the, the topic of Iyamiya Soronga is a, a topic that to here in America, everybody desires to learn more of. So hopefully uh, there'll be other episodes coming up that we'll all be able to learn more of the Iyamiya Soronga and the virtues and practices and the, the understanding of that aspect of our tradition. Uh, also, we learn aspects of what it is necessary to travel to 
Nigeria, so I hope that you guys uh, take that information accordingly and to be able to take, uh, get these things done early. Oh, and as well, the shots that you have to have. Don't wait to the last second to get all of the shots that you need to travel. There's a cadre of shots that are necessary, that are, that you're, uh, you're, that are responsible or responsible for before you're able to travel. Because one of the things you have to show is the yellow card that shows all of the, yes, that shows all of the uh, inoculations that were given to you specifically for the travel. So I don't want to leave anything out. I want you guys to have all of that information so that, and now with the COVID, I believe you have to even show proof of COVID before you go and after you get there. So make sure that you have all of those those areas covered for yourself. Make sure that whoever you're going over there to see, whatever compound that you're going over there to visit, they've given you all the appropriate documentation. As well, the person who is uh, going to be receiving you, they also have to send you a copy. They have to send a copy of their own passport. So just make sure that you have everything that you need to have before traveling out there. And if you can, travel out there with your allure. Travel out there with your allure. Don't travel out there alone. Okay? And and, and so that I, I don't want to speak too much, but I hope that this information has helped you and blessed you and and given you the opportunity to put these things in order before many of you begin to travel and that you'll make your, your learning deeper in, in the tradition. So may if I bless you, I put, uh, there was a question about, do we all do readings? Yes, I do readings. Divine, he does readings. Alula, of course, does reading. Yeah, 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 she is learning. She's growing and will be doing readings in the near future. So we, I gave you my information to contact me about if you need a reading. And Divine, he has his information for himself and Lulu as well. So contact any of us for reading, and any of us will be happy to give you uh, to give you a reading. Um, Oloye and Otunmi, Divine. Thank you kindly. Oloye and Otun, how long were you there for your initiation, and how did you get sponsorship? I was there for at least two, three weeks, uh, and the sponsorship came because of my allure. When he made the arrangement with out there, uh, I went out to Ode Remo in the beginning. So when he made the arrangements with the allure and Ode Remo, then he got he gave all of us the necessary arrangement, uh, the necessary information in order for us to get the uh, not just the passport but get the visa and all that we needed. So it should be your allure. If you're going out there with your allure, that's helping you to have all the necessary information to then move forward and get your own stuff uh, uh, squared away for the travel. I say. Otan? Um, I was there 
approximately 16 days, a little just over two weeks. Um, that was arranged as well by my Aluo, um, Prince Babai de Bayola And he met us at the airport. He helped us change our money and basically provided the transportation there because that's what we were saying. Um, as far as you know, the time from they they all participated in, in the initiations. Um, as far as um, what was the last portion of the question? How, how did you go about sponsorship? But I think you okay. Already, my yes, my yeah. my Alua, um was was my sponsor, and that's always that's always the best way. I can't speak to, to tourism because when I went there, it wasn't for tourism. Um, so that that's the best. That's why I say, especially with women. Make sure you go in group, and it should be with your Aluo or with his wife. Um, or I'll technically Aluo medicine, but we travel with our Oluri, and um, that is basically how how we got there. So it it, it was a large group of Oluri. It was I'm sorry, that's women Yoruba, <laughs> and we all went at the same time, um, and we all stayed at our Aluo compound. So I will say. Make sure that it's with someone trusted. If it can be your Aluo, absolutely, that's the way it should be done. And I, I can't describe it in words. It was wonderful. And if you like to travel, if you like to try different things, oh, the food, ooh, yeah. listen, the power, oh my goodness, I don't know how to add. Yeah, but they, the food is incredible. The people are incredible. It, it's like. Oluo Isaid, I said, it's love, it's welcoming, and it's just wonderful. And I totally enjoy myself, especially with the women. And I love stepping off a plane. And then it was awe-inspiring and just heart-touching to just look around. And all I saw was all different shades of people that looked like me. And that was all right. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I say, Oluwa Ifaika, are you still with us? Yes. We're going to give you the final word. Um, I would like you to talk a little bit about sponsorship um, and then give us some closing message. Yes, about sponsorship, you have to have somebody who is willing to spend enough time with you in as much as you are submitting enough by yourself to be to be here. You have to have somebody who is ready to spend enough time and who is ready to give the full attention to because if you are here you don't know most of the things that person must give you full attention must protect you must give you everything everything you want you know and your tourism if you want to come here for tourism we don't provide for transportation but also i'll be telling anybody who wants to come over to have enough fun so that they won't have their self messed up. Because when you have enough funds, you can go to anywhere you want with your funds without anybody telling you, I can't take you here because I don't have money. But when you have your own funds, you be like, oh, let's be here. I have money, I can provide it by myself. And the closing message I'll be giving is, you do, you do it fully. You do it fully, you want to travel down here, you travel here fully, you want to join the culture, do it fully. If you want to be a man, be a man, if you want to be a woman, be a woman, if you want to go forward in life, go forward, if you want to go backward, go backward. Be yourself fully. It will help you be excellent in whatever you do. 
Those are great words. We certainly appreciate you um, being present with us and sharing. Of course, I appreciate Otan and my cousin, Oloye, both of you taking the time out to be a part of this platform with me. Uh, I'm forever grateful. I'm forever grateful. And, and, and now I'm looking forward to the trip where we're all on the same plane, <laughs> going to the same place. Hopefully that'll be in our future in the next uh, year or two. So I'm grateful. I want to remind everyone that all is truly and indeed a blessing. If you can just see beyond the veil, and I look forward to meeting you here again on Friday at high noon, U.S. Central Standard Time. I think that's 6 p.m. Lagos time. All and indeed a blessing. Ashe. And Odabo. Ashe. Odabo. That was great. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to going. Um, I, I get asked that all the time. You, you talk like you've already gone. You talk like you've already been there. Uh, I know more than I probably should know for, for not having been there, uh, but I just soak up your knowledge, the Luo's knowledge, and anyone who I've, who I've encountered um, from West Africa as it relates to the tradition. So I will tell you that the moon is easier travel. Than, than Nigeria. I believe so. That. Just just know that goes, you know, and and I I, I would think uh, if you're going out there just to kind of move around, you know, you might uh, see how that relationship kind of develops with with Ifaita and and you know because that when you land, you're going to be right in Lagos, uh, so maybe it's a little bit easier, you know. In a essay six hours away, or Shogbo is six wow. hours away. From Lagos? Yes. Yes. Wow, I didn't know that. Yes. So when you get off, not only do you got the plane ride, but wherever you're going, you got that other six hours, five hours, seven hours in order to get where you're going. Now, that's the first mm-hmm. time I ever heard that. So there are no airports mm-hmm. any closer to the sacred groves than that. Not that I know of, but, you know, you have Abuja. And I'm not sure what Abuja is. Um, I've only flown into uh, Muhammad in Lagos. Now, Kaviese himself has flown into a couple of them based on where he was going. Because he's been all over to get these initiations. But I've only been to Muhammad. And, and from there, that six hours uh, to Ileefe, it was like three hours to Ode Ramo. So there's, there's a lot of travel. Once you once you get out there, everybody got to make sure when they're going out there that they are comfortable with uncomfortable travel because you're in a brand new place, not knowing where you're going, and you got to fully trust the people who are driving you around. They drive you anywhere. You don't know where that is going. Yeah. So people just have to know that they have to fully trust the people, the compound, all of that that they're going to deal with so that they're going out there safe and comfortable. And, and, and give us an estimation on how expensive a trip this really is. It could be expensive because, like, I would say for the two groups. Now, remember, we went out there for spiritual stuff. So they already know that if you want this, they're going to throw maybe a chieftaincy 
They're going to throw a this. They're going to throw a that at you. For some, if they're in the tradition, they know that shifting feet from out there means a lot here. So they're going to go ahead in their pocket, and they might pay for a five, six, ten thousand dollars that they're bringing out there in specific for. So according to how you make arrangements, they're always trying to upsell. They're the master salespeople. So it can be expensive at times. So I will share with you being who you are. Being who you are, I would do Benin first. And I would go out there specifically Benin first for you. Because if there is a chimpanzee to be given to you, even though you're doing the New Orleans movie, I really would take that chimpanzee. From Benin, yeah. Uh, yes, yes. And especially if they give you a... a a high chieftaincy, you got to take it. You come back here, besides being like the king of the, of the Louisiana Lagoon there, to have the other at the and man, you'll be coming back as one of the most powerful people in 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 America in the Lagoon community. Yeah, that's always been my plan. I, I don't tell many people. You're the first person who's actually said it out loud, but. Benin is really my, my target location. I, I, did, I did tell um, Oluwal that, that I had other more political reasons um, why I was hesitant about Nigeria. And, and of course, yeah, of course, we discussed that in private. But I feel I would be safer and a little more accepted, especially like this, in, in Benin as opposed to Nigeria. Yes, you're correct, because... Uh, the, the the alternative lifestyle out in Nigeria. We've taken other people that have alternative lifestyle, and we told them right up front, be mindful of not trying to show all that mm-hmm. to others. Because out here, you know, so you might think of, yes, Benin might be that for all of that. I wasn't even thinking of that in that equation. I was only thinking of it on the spiritual realm for you. But you're absolutely correct in that that would probably be a, a little bit easier. That and Ghana. And Ghana, yeah. Yes. And then go out there and get get what you can get. And even if there's some other knowledge that they're willing to give you, you got to take it, Prince. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. I, I'm ready to go. January, hopefully, you know, Olamari blessed. I'll be in, in Benin, um, and, I, and I really don't want to go exactly in the middle of that African-American festival. I'd rather go maybe right after it, you mm-hmm. know, so that I don't get sort of that tourist yes. experience. Uh, I'd much yes. rather get a more organic experience. If you're going to work it out with home out there, then, you know, that, that would be great to go out there. And I'll tell you, you're one of the only ones I'll tell this. I had a, 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 a reading, like an ancestor reading from a Bokono. And the Bokono said that Ifa is not my, is not my, uh, my thing, that, that Vudu is mine, is my thing. And so, you know, with everything that's going on, uh, according to how everything manifests itself, I don't know what's in my future, so my future might also be doing some stuff with, with Afa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Give thanks. So that's why I'm kind of like really taking in as much as I can from the Ifa in case, you know, the transition has to go over to to the Afa or Fa so that, you know, I'm in at least a better position to to be growing and to, to be learning. Now, as far as Louisiana voodoo, how different is it from the from the traditional voodoo? Um, obviously, there's there's going to be great cultural nuances that are that are different, uh, just because of the the geography, if you will. But many of our what we call root spirits come directly from there. We acknowledge Mami Wata, we acknowledge Sekpata, we acknowledge some of the uh, the deities in Spawn an airway by name that don't correspond directly with, with Ifa, of course. Okay. Okay. Uh, when Honan came to Congo Square to meet me, he was, in fact, that's how I got called the king and leader of New Orleans Voodoo, was by Honan um, II uh, when he got here. And he was really impressed that not just myself, but our community had maintained such a similarity to what he was familiar with back home. So in his words, um, we got strong similarities in terms of how we dance, how we perform, uh, even our approach to herbs and, and medicines. Uh, but mm-hmm. there's been that language barrier for many people, um, which mm-hmm. seems to be harder for them to grasp than even Ifa. Um, we, we all are saying Ashe and Alafia, but you're not mm-hmm. hearing a lot of, you know, uh, airway and fine words sort of being popularized in that way. So th- there's mm-hmm. a little bit of a challenge there. Um, and, and of course, learning a, a new pantheon of powers and deities uh, mm-hmm. other than sort of how we handle Orisha here in, in America. Okay. Uh, we okay. also have a similarity with the uh, honor acknowledgement of serpents um, okay. and, the, and the snake dance, which they do not do in Haiti. But you see it here in, in New Orleans, particularly among the, the voodoo queens. So there's a lot of uh, root tradition that made its way, that somehow has survived. But uh, then that evolution of language and culture, that's going to be the, the challenge uh, for mm-hmm. many people. Uh, I pray okay. that it won't be much of a challenge for myself because I've studied it so, so intently and mm-hmm. sort of seeing what's already in my head. Uh, I'm praying that that will be a, a sort of an easier uh, step for me. Um, mm-hmm. Benin has a relationship with with, um, with uh, New Orleans, you know, mm-hmm. not just us, but the city mm-hmm. of New Orleans in the state of Louisiana. So okay. um, that will also sort of benefit me in, in traveling there. Um, there are even, you know, really wealthy white people here in town who have traveled back and forth and have a personal relationship with Dogbo Honan. So, all those things will, will be to my benefit. And and I I know you're not trying to read, but I believe that you are. And um that is going to be my easier path yes. in, you know. Yes. With all things being relative. I, you know that's correct. Because none of it is going to be easy. But it'll be easier than than uh Osoko. It's, you're, you're absolutely correct. And you're absolutely correct. And if you got those leaders that are going to welcome you in, and they'll probably give you the letters you need and all the stuff you need, then I, I share with you, go over there and enhance with, and then bring some other stuff back. And whatever it is, you know, 
even if they need you to initiate to a couple of things, take advantage of it. And then come back and be even more powerful than who you are now in, in this, this, this thing. You speak with the authority now. People look at you with the authority. I was getting ready to listen to the uh, interview you did a while back with the, I guess it was a family member of Marie Lavelle. Uh, yes. She started with a name with a K. Kalenda. Kalenda Lavelle. Right. I'm getting ready to listen to that. I'm learning a tremendous amount. Hopefully, you know, the people are learning aspects of the five from me. And now that uh, a rule is there, I'm cool with, with, I have to be careful in alignment, in a lot, you know, alliances and stuff. I'm aware. But, right. Yeah. But I'm, I'm kind of watching him and kind of, like, he's watching me with, watching each other. You know, we know how that goes. And just seeing. So, I, so that I know whatever transpires, I can at least get my foundational other information from somebody. So I look at it all, like you say, all is a blessing. Yeah. I'm watching how everything is transpiring around me. Yes. And it's all in motion for a reason. That's right. It's all in motion oh. for a reason. So, so and, you know, O2, she just last year went to get her initiation. So this is, she is just ending her first year. And now her, uh, her lineage, her, her e-leg, is about to go through a significant change, which probably will break down the 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 ELA. So she didn't even want to be the head of the ELA, but she very well may have to be the head of the ELA over there, which then is going to come under me. So it's like there's a whole bunch of stuff that I'm sitting here just being quiet. You know, like our elders would say, be still. I'm trying to be as still and quiet as possible, just watching all of this and watching what Oya has just done. Yeah. I brought Oya here about six, seven months ago. And all hell just, the wind is everywhere. It's just like, just blowing everything everywhere. I don't even know what, what is going to land where. Yes. And that's why I said we yeah. have no idea where we'll be in a year. That's right. <laughs> For two years. Yeah. Yeah. And my yeah. hands are open. Mm-hmm. Whatever the most high would have me to do, Wherever he would have mm-hmm. me to be, I'm here for that. Indeed. So I'm Indeed. grateful. I'm grateful, mm-hmm. beloved, but I'm going to have to end and move forward. But All right. Thank you so much for your time and your support and your participation. Of course. Of course. Let me know how that trip materializes. Thank you. Okay. All, All right, right man. Peace. Peace. Thank you, Blog Talk Radio. All is a blessing. Congo Square. The Omus Indians, the Omus Indians prepared this place for us centuries before our arrival. A sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated. The Omus Indians prepared this place for us. Centuries before our arrival. Congo Square, a sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated. And as the colonizers came, our host, the
the Omus Indian. They pushed aside our host. The colonizers came and pushed aside our host and introduced us in chains. And by the late 1700s, we somehow, recognizing the sacredness of Le Place de Congo, we somehow, and the how of our somehow persuasive methodologies is not clear at this moment. The how is not clear. How our persuasive methodologies worked is not clear at this moment, but nevertheless, even as slaves, we crafted and created a space where we could be free to be we. And thusly, thusly we countered the sacrilegiousness of the French, giving great homage to our ancestors as well as giving praise and thanks to our red-blooded brothers and sisters. This is an oral libation toast to Congo Square, to Native Americans, to our ancestors who made a circle out of a square and gave us a way to stay ourselves, save ourselves from the transformatory ugliness of America, which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life and celebrates death with crosses and crosses, double and triple crosses, the middle passage, the first cross, Christianity, the double cross, and capitalism, the ultimate triple coup de grace cross of our captivity. But the terror of crosses notwithstanding, we sang, we beat, we be, we was and is. Hail Congo Square. Congo, Congo Square. Our African gods have not been obliterated. They have merely retreated inside the beat of us. Inside the beat of us, our African gods have not been obliterated. They have merely retreated, retreated inside the beat of us until we are ready to release them into a world that we recreate, a world harrowed by the beat, 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 being, beating, being of black heart drums, heart beat, heart beat, heart be at this place, at this place, be heart beat, beat, we beating place in new world space, beating being in place in new world, preserving our ancient pace, our dance is the God walk, our music the God talk. First thing we do, let's get together, circle ourselves into community. No beginning, no end, connected together and singing, ringing, singing in a ring. Second, let's be original, aboriginal, 
be what we were before we became what we are. Be bambula dance. Be bonza music. And sing song words which have no English translation. Third, let us remember. Let us remember never to forget. Even when we can't remember the specifics, we must retain the essentials. Let us remember never to forget. Even when we can't remember the specifics, we must retain the essentials. The bounce, the blood, flow, the feel, the spirit, grow, energy, must retain and pass on the essential us-ness that others want to dissipate with out of us. Whoa! But no matter, no matter how much of us they prohibit, no matter how much of us they prohibit, Deep inside us is us. Deep inside us is us. Remains us inside and needs only the beat to set us free. The beat to free us. It is morning. A sun day. A feel. A feel. Without shade, but dark, dark with the people black of us in various, various, various shades, eclipsing the sun with our elegance. We are centuries later now, and still this sacred ground calls us. To remember, to beat, to be. We are centuries later now. And still, this sacred ground calls us to remember, to beat, to be. Beat Congo Square. Be Congo Square. Beat B. Beat B. Remember. Remember.